Welcome to the Supporting Culture Podcast, soccer podcast for bias. Talk about the section of black culture and soccer. Got your boy here, Gregor here. Got the South Side light skinned connection with us tonight. Had a coach tell me. Southwest. My bad. Southwest. <laughs> got Coach Tony over here to my right. Down below, we got Scott from Shea Brothers. What's up, Scott? What's good? Y'all see, I'm, I'm over here rocking. I'm, I'm trying to get to the spirit because, you know, it's, it's Georgetown celebrating national championship. You know, uh, you know, see how, how I'm looking at everything. Everything. You know, trying to get to the spirit. You know, it's, 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 it's live right now. Can, can we see the kids' cloth print in there? Is it's in there? there. It's in there. Okay. Alright, we're going to zoom in on that. Yeah. 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 Just trust me. It's in there. It's in there. You know, it's not like anybody else down there is one that's championships and you know, trying to make sure you're about a rep correct. Right? <laughs> you, 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 you sound a little perplexed down there, Scott. What's up? I don't know nothing about it. Nothing like, I, I got I got the right colors, right? Aren't we a soccer podcast, man? Man, yeah, we're talking about no football. We're talking about no football, basketball, soccer, baseball. We're talking about soccer, bro. It's all about soccer, bro. Come on. Keep it. We're, 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 we're a soccer podcast. We're, 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 we're talking about, we're talking about uh, basketball, school, so don't Michigan today. Nah, bro. Nah. Nah. <laughs> I, don't know, I, don't know, I don't know about no football. I only know about soccer. I don't know about no baseball. I just like to bring that red splash out of that black. <laughs> man, listen, listen. I, I, I've seen I the black to last me a lifetime this past week. Red and black, man. Mm. They had the nerve to not choke. The nerve. 40, 40, 40 plus years. 40 yeah. plus years. In my lifetime, I had never seen that until today. Never. Never. <laughs> it wasn't supposed to happen this way. And now we got that school in Athens. As, as a national champion, they, they can say, "Hey, we got spike ball and football." So now, how, like how? I just, hey, I don't understand. Uh, are we going to dive into the subject, or are we going? I mean, you know, we got a little bit of time. You know, we get, we got we got a special guest uh, this week. But yeah, we gotta we gotta uh, you know we gotta squash this real quick. It's like I, I, I don't need element of championship mentality last year in the state. First of all, it needs to rub up on the Falcons. I ain't shivering off on the Falcons for a long, long time. And it needs to rub up on the Hawks. Yo. That would make. I mean, they had a good win. I mean, the Hawks, they got to make some major moves now. Like, I mean, obviously, they made I mean, they traded Reddish for like like two chickens. Yeah, I hate it. Reddish was balling last playoffs, of course, and he was. You know, not really considered a main you know, piece of this team right now. But the thing about it is, you're not going to get a better on-ball defender than anybody else in the team. So, you know, he was a handful of that, and he started to develop a stroke. He started to develop a consistent shot. Yeah. Um, and the thing about it, 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 it kind of worked. Yeah, uh, I, I, we're, it's, a, it's a tough predicament too because the whole Collins thing. You know, he he's unhappy, but the same team, he's such a big chunk of the salary. And, um, you know, yeah, he needs it because he definitely has that pick and roll play with Trey all day. But, um, I don't know. I, in this whole talk of getting Ben Simmons, I've had, 
I've had all these arguments with my brother about Ben Simmons, and I can't stand Ben Simmons. I'm not a fan of his. He can stay up in Philadelphia um, and continue to trash their team. But, uh, you know, I, I, I'm, not, I'm not convinced by him. I'm not. I don't want someone who's scared to shoot the ball on my team. Or 50% from a free throw line. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, come on, man. Scared to, scared to dunk right, right, right underneath the basket. So man, right underneath the basket. And the side glass has Like, seriously, I don't want that on my team. Come on, man. Anyway, I, I can talk about the Hawks all day. I mean, um, but yeah, I, I wish you would rub off on the Hawks, but, you know. So, like, I mean, you guys are, I mean, Luckily, Sky, you're out in LA, so you don't have to worry about that all that red and black energy out there, just like all up in your offices, all up in you know, just all up in the streets. Like you don't have to worry about all that. But me, the yeah, that um, that Tuesday after, yeah, Tuesday and Wednesday, yeah, lot of red and black energy up in my office, and I just couldn't. Yeah, like I said, I got you know, keep it, keep it, keep it Florida up in here. Yeah, but look, the real like, George. We re- wait, 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 wait. We really got to talk about some real culture stuff because what I'm afraid of is that same success it had on the football field. I hope it doesn't transfer probably over to, you know, uh, uh, a- aka UGA legend to Herschel Walker. And oh, yeah. oh my God! Aspirations. <laughs> and so, Yo. if y'all know anything about Herschel Walker and his political aspirations, like, golly, it's just like, hey man, just go home. Just go, go home, home dude. please. Stay. <laughs> Yeah, he lives in Texas. Yeah, he yeah. lives in Texas now. Ain't the gerrymandered the district so bad? No, you weren't the Senate, so it's like, yeah, you know. You no, I'm just saying, they did it in a way, like, they think my mom lives in a, is they think my mom's white. But <laughs> <laughs> Austell was black. Oh, God. Yeah, it's that kind of thing. Like, Republicans <laughs> or any other disorder. I mean, I ain't never met your mama, so I didn't want to judge. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Yo, I mean, it's like, it's my dad. I'm the vice candidate. I like your mom could be white. You know what That's where she get that winter shade from. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, like. I mean, I'm way over there because I went to Georgia Tech. So, you at know. At least. At least the Cowboys. I couldn't handle both UGA and the Cowboys going going deep this year. Like you know, like one's bad enough, but at least the Cowboys. You know, they they choke their way out. And so we'll get to that in a, a little bit later. But uh, we do have a special guest this week. Of course, thank you guys. You guys, podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Audio Boom, Podbean. Uh, iHeartRadio. There's there's a lot of them out there, and of course, the FTC UTV channel. And at two cents FC dot com. Um, yeah, we, we do have a special guest. We like, need to have a good run of special guests. I'm trying to keep this thing going this week. This week, we have the uh, content creator uh, with the uh, Chicago Red Stars, with the uh, NWSL. I had a chance to meet them out in Louisville, New Vegas, for those of y'all who aren't sure. Um, and uh, <laughs> I, I, just, I just wanted that look. That's all I wanted. That's all I wanted. And uh, yeah, he's a he's a real cool dude. And um, yeah, we've been um been fortunate to chop up with him uh since this Louisville and um get a chance to talk talk a little bit of uh of uh Loso with Scott and um Hunter Moore. What's uh, good with your boss? Uh, Matt, uh, I think you did not just call Louisville New Vegas first. Of all. I did, I did. <laughs> um, but but thank you for thank you for having me. No, I'm, I'm um, 
happy to be a part of this uh, right now. So thanks. I'm 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 still thrown off. Loot Vegas. I've never <laughs> <laughs> Don't call that's, it that. That's just disorienting to hear you call it that. <laughs> I just I just love it for for just throwing off Sky because they yeah, we we we've had this conversation on multiple episodes about about Lou Vegas. You know, some some school, some cities in this country, you know, it's not a whole lot popping up there, and you know, you gotta gotta spice it up a little bit. Ain't no and, spice. It's literally a racetrack. It's literally a school. That's it. What is there to spice? Hey, uh, it's, it's the hometown of Ali, yo. You know what I'm saying? You gotta put some respect on it. Come on, for me, I love that. So. Oh God, this is hilarious. Um, Coach, we will catch you on the second half of the show because we got some good stuff to talk about with you and some stuff that happened here over the weekend. So, catch you in a quick bit. All right, and uh, but yeah, guys, uh, yo, let's uh, it's been a interesting um, weekend and. In, in the Wilson world and just in the soccer world in general, um, I, I like I'm trying to get uh, Scott on this on this bootleg uh, cable that's like has like everything. Why you put it in the, in, in the universe? But yeah, hey, the Rec TV screen froze up on me. Or the it froze up on me for the fiftieth time. Like I almost missed the touchdown at the during the weekend of the playoffs. Listen, like I'm just trying to, you know, I'm trying to hook up, hook my people up, and make sure that they're able to see all the soccer that they can stand. Because yeah, like, you know, like I've I've actually been able to uh, catch the Afcon for the first time ever in life, and and like, yo, it's it's a yo, it's a vibe. Like I I can't even lie. Like I don't like. Have you been able to catch any of it, on Connor? I haven't. Uh, I. I think it's on BN Sport or BN Extra. Yes. It's yo, it's been hard it, to track down on, on on my. I know we have it, but yeah. it's been hard to track down. And then I'm like, oh, it's every time something's popping off an app, I'm either just not around my TV or I'm doing something with work. So all of my updates have been coming on Twitter, and I need to like just sit down and watch the tournament at least once because it just sounds like it's great right now. I can definitely tell you without without any uncertainty that. Dan Sports Extra is like the absolute worst because, like, I've tried to go on that website and, like, it's supposed to be on there, but, like, there's nothing on there that you can click on, nothing on there that you can be like, hey, like, they'll show you the schedule. Like, hey, yeah, right now, uh, it's, it's, uh, Zimbabwe and Guinea. And, but yeah, you can't, you can't click on this, like, well, what's this bullshit? So it's, uh, like I said, like, this, uh, this next little service that I've been, um, been on has been actually been hooking me up because, yeah, I've actually been able to watch, uh, Sky Sports and just uh, watch uh, directly from there. And that's it's been uh, it's like yo, for for like I said, for me it's my, it's been like my first experience watching the Afcon like, like this year. It's up in um, Cameroon, and granted, you know things are still a little sparse as far as the attendance goes because the states of color, but there's still people there. And like yo, like it's yo, they get lit. I I can't even front. Like this is like been like real dope to see, and it's uh. Of course, I don't really have a real dog in the fight. I, I did see that that Ghana got eliminated today, and I was like, "Well, shit!" Like, I, I, if there was a a, a team that I, I would have thought would have won, apparently it's like their first time not making it past the group stage since two thousand six, and it's like, "Well, shit." Okay, 
But uh, I know Cameron been looking pretty good. Um, I know um, Ivory Coast has been looking pretty good. Like Ivory Coast actually had a had a really small game. I think it was against Sierra Leone, and like their um, their keeper got knocked out, and like uh, Serge um, Serge Arie from um, Spurs, he uh, had a sub in at keeper, and like like at, at the very end, tried to hold the tie. Like it was just wild, but like. If you do have the means to to watch Avcon somehow, some way, let's say whether it's Reddit or BN or wherever you are, make sure you check it out because yes, um, it's, it's been real dope. And of course, anybody that's anybody from Europe that's been hating on this shit is out of their damn mind because this is their whole this is the whole last five. Um, it's, it's it's been worth watching, like no question whatsoever, like. I know, like next year, like I actually have it right back. All like, uh, right back next year. So I'm like, yeah, hopefully, by next year, you guys is more steady, steady, steady access available so everyone, everyone can watch it. But um, but yeah, uh, Connor, Connor, Connor. Um, you know, like I wanted to get you on. Um, I said from um from our we we think it's just like chopped up and just get into like the life of all the content you create. I, I, I try to follow all the NWSLTs. I know like, like you're probably like you and like Jenna from Gotham, like you guys are probably like the two admins. I probably keep in touch with the most on NWSL side. Like what goes into the, the, the life of trying to keep up with good content and also with everything else that's been going on, it's like yeah, you're trying to catch a a fair uh, a fair balance of uh, what's what's the word um, you want to keep a fair and balanced uh, perspective on things. Yeah. Um, so it's, I'll I'll answer as far as with everything going on from that perspective. It's it, it can be difficult at times, right? Because I mean, it's hard to be to be playful and to do kind of like the fun stuff. And everything uh, on the accounts, you know, when you still have a good population of people upset and, you know, right, rightfully so with all the upheaval and all, and all that that happened in, just in last season alone. So it's difficult to try to find that balance of like still trying to do my job and still trying to get the, get the cool, the fun, the post, the, the funny tweets and everything like that, while still also realizing that, you know, it's uh there's the dynamic is ever changing, you know. We, we blink and the dynamic, uh, and the stratosphere is changed one way or the other. Um, and it's and it varies day by day. Uh, the thing that I kind of keep that keeps me, I guess, rooted in like the earth, I guess, to try to keep myself not driving myself crazy is I think I've done a good job of on my own personal account of like almost kind of without actively saying it, basically saying like, Hey, like what I'm doing on that account is my job. Like mm-hmm. this has, this has to go up. This absolutely right. has to. Whereas you go on my own account, like I've been outspoken about things like this before. So, so you do have that freedom as far as just like, like kind of speaking your piece on your personal account. I, I feel like I do. Um, you know, obviously there's some things where, you know, I can't really dive in 
too much. I don't, I especially don't, with everything going on, like actually, like with Chicago itself. So it's like, yeah, like, it's like, yeah, it's there's, yeah, there's, de- there's definitely aspects both here and elsewhere where I have to, you know, either mentor just not talk or just not talk at all. But in general, you know, I've, I think everyone knows by now that I've been very much a player first type of person. I've been very active. I think I actively even said when the league had that pause uh, for a few days that this league doesn't exist and my job doesn't exist without them. So anything that supports them, I'm, I'm head over heels for it. Uh, but yeah, but as far as the fun content and stuff, honestly, I just try to just inject a little bit of my personality, honestly, into it um, and to not play scared, just to have fun with it. I mean, I take a lot of inspiration, you know, from Andrea over in Gotham just because, like, they they just go for it over there. Like, they do not give a damn and they're <laughs> just going to and they and you're going to laugh and that's great. Um, and it's worked. And so I kind of inject a little bit of that, but also knowing that I'm not as, you know, um, for lack of, for lack of better, I'm not, my personality isn't as like, oh wow. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm very much still a reserved person for the most part. So it's still staying, still staying rooted to who I am as a person, but not being afraid to be goofy every now and then. So that's how I pretty much just keep up, just kind of just keep, you know, just keep up trends, just stay, just have fun with it, but also not being too overly extra. Cause I think it's very easy to know when people are, trying too damn hard on like any account for like any sport at all you know when someone's trying too damn hard and the day someone comes to me is like you're trying too hard it's like you're right like i'm sorry i'll go delete it now so <laughs> so that's kind of how i keep it going for me what you guys got oh yeah i didn't even know that it's cool how you run the account because initially i know me and still talk about that we didn't know it was a black man running the account and then the account was so cool and still connected to the players. Like, like that was pretty cool to then see you were running the account. Um, but yeah, it's been cool to yeah, see how you've interacted, particularly between you, you and Gotham, um, going back and forth. Um, and then interjecting the culture into the vibe, you know, and not being overtly uh, unseasoned. Um, adding the flavor, because Lord knows. With well, so it'd be you know it could be like bland and unseasoned. Um, yeah, like I take I take a little bit of inspiration for that. Like uh, Tim Anderson, my favorite baseball player, black uh, one of the best just big baseball players in the world right now, and you know, you know, very much you know a crucial member of the culture. Like his big thing with the White Sox and baseball is like changing the game. You know, it's not not the status quo. And for me. That can't be, I mean, that is so true for everything that I try to do, you know, honestly, like I, you know, there's, there's a mold and why not break it? Honestly, like it doesn't have to be the same old, same old, like obviously there's certain things that have to stay the same way or the same way or have, there's certain aspects that, you know, will for, forever be there, but why not remix it? It doesn't have to be dull. It doesn't have to be bland, you know, it's. Let's add a little bit to it. Let's have some fun with it. And that's all I've wanted to do once, you know, I was trusted with the account uh, right before the regular season last year. It was just have fun with it. Add my own voice, add my own voice to it. Uh, really tap into how I know the fans are. I mean, 
I was a fan before I got this job, still am a fan. So I know what people want to see. I know how they, how, how we interact. Um, so it's just been injecting all of that. And it's nice to know that in a good amount of spaces outside of, you know, outside of the team and outside of our front office that my work is being appreciated. So it's always good to see that. Now, when, now when you, uh, of course, when you're creating content, of course, I like, I don't like, like with us, with, FTC and I'm sure also with uh, with Shea, but like I think what we try to do is like create a voice for for, for like what type what type of tone what type of energy do you want to um, exude with with uh, who the Red Stars are like what like what goes into like what you try to put out in in um and create for for the team. Yeah, it's a very, it's a, it's a collaborative effort with me and everyone else on the comm staff, you know, myself and, uh, Emmanuel and Gretchen and Emily and Danielle and the people who've been a part of, who were part of the comm staff last year who either come and gone, you know, between now, between now and then. It's all collaborative efforts and pretty much figuring out, okay, like, what's the tone of this certain piece? You know, when we had, when we had Sarah Gordon and she was doing things, um, let's share our spare here. I was really hammering home the fact that she's a, she's a working mom, you know, in, in, in the black community who's also really goddamn good at soccer and it should, and is a defensive player of the year candidate. You know, when it came to the podcast that, that we were doing last year, it was really tapping into, um, it was really tapping into the stories of whoever we were interviewing, you know, whether it was, past Red Stars players, whether it was Kendall Coyne, just really kind of leaning into opening that layer uh, or opening that door, so to speak, to, for people to see a little bit more more of the players or whoever the, the subject is that time. And that's the biggest goal for our entire comm staff, honestly, I feel like is anything we put out, we want to like open up that, open up that door, like peel back a few more layers. You know, like you, like, you know a Mal Pugh or you know a Tierna Davidson, you know you know, and Aaron Wright, but do you know them? And I think that's our job is to really forge that connection, a deeper connection with the fans and the players and have them understand and to almost feel like you have a bond with them without ever really ever meeting them or the only time you see them is watching them on a stream or watching them play in person. Yeah, I, I definitely think that because like, especially like in this space now like even in, it's only accessible even more because of COVID like you, you don't really have that access to players like that so like I think that like what you do is is definitely important as far as just creating that voice for the team as well as the players as well and um, it really does go a long way as far as just establishing that connection with the local community in Chicago and um, and beyond um of course, we do have some um, some news to uh, kind of go over. Of course, it's actually going going. I don't know if it happened already happened earlier today, today but um, the big story that's uh, been happening, uh, the ongoing story that actually kind of picked thing picked up quite a bit was um, our our dear chance, the Washington Spirits. Uh, last week, the news came out that um, our girl Michelle King. Uh, Basically, got together all the minority uh, investors of the spirit and said, "Hey, I will buy your debt, and and with that, it will it will basically give Michelle Kane the majority 
of majority ownership of the spirit. Uh, as of today, uh, her and um, the previous majority owner, Steve Baldwin, had, uh, were at league offices today, basically stating there's a case because Steve is still acting the whole, the whole dick about <laughs> um, trying to sell off to anybody other than, than Michelle King. But here we are. Um, let's, uh, let's spend the vibe on, on the, on, on, on the other side, uh, the sky. Like, look, does the league want to be broke? I'm like, like, so for her to do this and to execute it and then send that letter, she's an incredible. Oh, yeah, let's talk about the letter because, yeah, she basically was like, oh, checkmate, bitch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, for her to send the letter, the businesswoman she is, probably the legal team she has, like, they got the case, man. Like, she's prepared to go to court, y'all. And she got way more money. And the league is, like, doing broke struggle bus shit that is really annoying. Let's, like, sell her team. Because it's like, what's Steve Ball gonna do? Like, this is the audacity of white dudes. It's, like, really annoying. Like, you're not even... You don't have a vision for the team. You, you've you been an asshole the entire time. She's trying to do many things over the course of time to bring in money to bring to help the players and it's like how can you be so caught up in your ego you want some team she offered to pay 35 million to get the way more than that way more than what it's worth and particularly because like to be in the dmv and fumble the bag so hard it's just like if you're the steadily fumbling of the bag across multiple markets within the nwsl pisses me off to no end but to do this in the dc area and then not have a plan and then want to kind of block her because you were in your feelings and your uh, white man filios. Like, it's like, do we got to continue to do this? Like, but <clears throat> I thought it was stupid to have to do this. But, you know, white people don't go out without a fight. And then, like, Marlon Lessons enabling this shit is really frustrating. Um, I've been annoyed, but I can, they're just probably doing court. Um, oh, of course. But I mean, this is this is where I have my frustration, especially considering everything that's gone on the over the past year, especially with US soccer being a, a direct partner with the WSL. And like this is where US soccer as as an entity needs to either take a stand and be like, hey, we can't have this continue to go on, especially when you're, you still need to work out a CBA, especially when you still need to work out a, a bill of rights for players as far as like what, like their actual rights as players in this league. And you're, 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 you're having an owner who basically doesn't want to, doesn't want to play ball whatsoever when it's clear he doesn't want to invest like that. He wants to basically have his, his white boy club and, and, and run things in a, in a way that basically still enables a culture of, of abuse. And that's nothing that we're trying to get away from that. And he's like, nah, I'm, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a keeper from someone who actually wants to invest big money up in this. Like you're willing to, to invest 35 million. You ain't playing. It just, it's not there. There isn't really 
much I can I can really add uh, for many obvious reasons. Um, but the one thing diplomatic as you can, <laughs> as as diplomatic as I can, you know. Um, I will right, we'll, we'll be we'll be your anger translators. <laughs> perfect, perfect. Uh, uh, but th- this this one, I'll say that you know I have friends that work that work for the spirit, you know, and you know, or have been a part of, a, a part of the spirit one way or the other in, in the past, you know, uh, whether it's been former employees or former players. Um, and for me, as someone who's friends of theirs, I just I just want what whatever happens i want i want it to be done right to be done right by them i want them to find the peace that they all deserve you know everybody who's who's you know if they're currently there or whether they've been there in the past i just feel that's the thing that's most important to me is the fact is if they can get finally just go to bed one night and have some form of peace then you know that that's good with me that is the only thing that i can care about or as, or I mean, there's many things that I could care about, but as far as things that I that I feel that's like that I'm slightly more connected to, like that, that's one of the biggest cares that I have. Is like I just want I I want my friends to feel good for once. I want them to like go to bed and wake up one morning and not have to feel like they still have a sense of baggage attached to them. So if the, if the, if they can get a monkey off their back somehow, some way. Or get that albatross off. Like I, that's all I can ask for personally, you know. And people can try to read between the lines there and try to make it out to seem like trying to say one thing or another, um, which is their prerogative. They can easily do. They'd be wrong instead of just taking it just face value, which is me just strictly saying, "I want my friends to be okay in that situation." Oh, I, I think that. That's the minimum everyone is asking for. It's just like, yeah, we should be in this league should be in a existence where players don't have to work two, three jobs just to make sure that they're good um, as far as making their ends meet. You know, we're talking about like major professional players who are working, who are playing at a very high level for the standard of the world. And you're talking about a culture enables abuse, enables basically a, a low um, a low salary standard, and like so, you're talking about basically you're you're fielding the majority of the of the best women's team in the world, uh, women's national team, and yeah, like they're you're subjecting them to all that as well as pre- players from um, from here and around the world. It's like we could do so much better. Mm-hmm. We really, really could. Mm-hmm. And hopefully, the sooner I, the sooner this gets resolved, I think it allows for the league to move forward and actually get to the actual important stuff, like getting the, getting your rights together and getting and getting the pay together, because that's absolutely necessary. Like I, I I've been saying it for a while. Sky's been debating me on this. I'm like. Given everything that happened last year, I just I'm like, how can you move forward without getting making sure that this is all straight? Because otherwise, oh, you gotta get it straight. But you have to have stuff in place. 
Um, but so what I'm what I'm arguing with you is like you can't completely burn it down, go to the stop and try to rebuild. Cause like I'm old enough to remember when the WPS fell apart. I'm old enough to remember within you potentially being able to play if there wasn't racism. Uh, to be able to play in those kind of leagues, what happened? You have this big gap from the U.S. women's national team perspective because you lost so many players when that league fell apart. Uh, for years in the instability, like you can't have it not exist, but there you do need to have find a way to have structure and to fix a lot of stuff. And honestly, it, you have so many powerful teams that exist that I mean, at some point, if the NWSL doesn't get their shit together because they're living on struggle bus dreams, somebody else will do it for them. So, like the money's there. Like it's clear the money's there since you got these newer teams or re spawning the teams, or hell, even the fact that Michelle Kane wants to put in all this money, you see the ability to generate mad money, but, you know, you got white people blocking the great reset. I mean, U.S. soccer has been doing stupid shit the entire team of time. So one of the best things that ever happened is divorcing of NWSL and U.S. soccer. So, you can't get your shit together. But, yeah, it can't completely fall apart, but it does need to do better if they're going to go forth and prosper. And you need something of a CBA to protect players. Like, sometimes CBA. Something. Yeah. Because you can't, cause you can't continue to exist. Because um, this is stupid. Like, you can't be underpaying players or you're going to lose people to other leagues. You're going to lose players to other leagues or and just... Or somebody else will do it for you. The, the new soccer league will pop up. The NSL. The... the- so, the Super League, yeah. I mean, the Super the, League of Roll Up, the Super League America edition to come through, and you get flooped out. You get flooped to Lou Vegas. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> You're trying I, to get flooped. That's, it, that, that, that didn't give John this much joy. Like, I, like hey, that, that, that's, that's, why, that's why I do this. You want to get flooped out? Thanks. But, um. What's the airport? You flying to Louisville, you flying to Cincinnati. I think we're actually to uh, uh, an airport in Louisville, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, whoa! Cincinnati's nice. not I mean, it's not a huge or anything, but you know, it's there. Uh, I'm pretty sure, yeah, like, the the big boys, yeah, they're probably right up to uh, Cincinnati and then just driving down, something like that. But, you know, there, there's something. It, it's not completely, you know, destined. All I'm going to say to Forces of Ohio is because I always, every summer I had to go to Columbus at when I got sent to Nashville. Mm. That's where my mom's parents live. So, okay. Yeah. I remember the cornfields and all that. Big Midwest. I understand. But um, before we wrap up, uh, wrap up here, um, like, of course, there's been a lot of uh, moves with the Red Stars um, in the offseason. Like, what are y'all uh, looking at for 2022? Like, what's, what's, uh, like how, what's the energy going forward? Uh, the cop out answer is to compete. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, that's, uh, but I, and I, it's a cop out answer because I mean, everyone will tell you that, but no, I think, I, I honestly think that's, that's the energy. I mean, uh, yeah, trading away and losing some of the players that we've had. I mean, I'm sure it was, I mean, it was a bummer for some of, for a good amount of us. I mean, I don't think, I don't think it's any secret that I was one of the biggest Eric Gordon fans on planet Earth. So. Um, but I mean, I'm super, ha- I'm super happy for her and 
will buy that Angel City jersey. Yes, sir. Get that jersey. Get that jersey. Uh, or get a hoodie. You never know. You never you know, know. I mean, I would, I'd or. Why not both? Um, <laughs> that's the energy I'm talking about. Why not both? Um, but no, I think, I think the goal is to compete. You know, I mean, it's, I think that one of the gorgeous things about this league is that there isn't, this isn't like any other sport, like, you know, NCAA, you know, men's basketball, you got Duke most of the time, Duke, North Carolina, the Kansas, XYZ, you know, football, you got Alabama or, you know, women's basketball, it's the Yukons, the, the Stanford. Uh, not anymore, you're right. But, it, but traditionally, you know, you got the Stanfords, uh, South Carolinas, the Yukons. With this league, literally any given team, any given, any given day, any given match week, you know, it's, it's so wide open, you know. So, I mean, who, who would have thought it would have been us in Washington in the final? Honestly, sure. there's a lot, there's a lot of people who didn't who didn't think that either of us would have made it. That's the beauty of this league. So, I think I, for me, from a fan standpoint, I'm excited to see this team compete and hopefully, hopefully get get the championship. I mean, I want to. I mean, from a from a fan and a selfish standpoint, and from a worker standpoint, going to that championship game and actually able to like work it. Despite everything that happens, like for me, it's just like I want to go back there. But next time, you know, I have all the love and respect for Jordan, the uh, admin for for the spirit. But I want to be the one that's celebrating with with the people that I'm getting content of. I want to be the one to celebrate with the team. You know, I want to look, I want to party with with our comm staff. I want to come back home and see the fans going crazy when we come back home. I want to be a part of that. So that's the goal. Uh, for the player's standpoint, and then from the comm staff standpoint, it's for us to again peel back that layer, have uh, have some fun, you know, let let the players, let the fans know a little bit more about our players, and hopefully, you know, go on a wild uh, journey that ends in silverware, but the gold version of the silverware, and not and not the actual silver. So that's or the soul roaster version. <laughs> hey. Get ready, man. The sippy cup of life is coming. No, it's gonna be the. It's probably gonna be the cup of this. life or Urgent Feed Nation sponsored by Crypto.com. It's coming to LA. Does that mean Ricky Martin's uh, redoing the cup of life song? But yes. Watch. Y'all keep playing. What's that? If Ricky Martin wants to remake that song, that's great. That's one of the greatest World Cup songs I've ever heard in my life. So, right? if that's hey. true. Hey, if he wants to win that match, I'm Yo, I'm just preparing myself for, for Ricky Martin to not sing the cup of life, but the sippy cup of life. And like just picturing that picturing that like on like a Spotify thing like the album artwork of him just holding a giant ass. Yo, watch that music. For selfish reasons, I need that now. <laughs> yeah. So, the visual that I'm just, I'm just in, in my head, like, that's just absolutely Yeah, no, the visual of my head is outlandish, which is why I need it. <laughs> like, just, just, to, just to know that it could actually happen. I just need that. Uh, yeah, we're supposed to do it. But, but yeah, we're going to take a quick break and take a quick pause for the cause. Good work from our people at Two Sips. On the, on the flip side, we got Coach Tony coming back 
and uh, talking about um, the HBCU ID camp. Uh, give y'all more information on that and um, stick with us. We'll be right back. Hello, and welcome to episode 32 of Shea Butter FC, a podcast by, for, and about Black women in soccer, featuring your hosts, Sky and Sills. On this week's episode, we give you the latest NWSL and Wilson moves, featuring our SBFC delegates. Then, we talk about the shenanigans in the NWSL and the Wilson community at large. And finally, and as always, we bring you our hits and riffs and rants and raves of the week. We also make a special announcement for our listeners. As always, you can like, rate, and subscribe to the podcast on any of your favorite platforms. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at SBFC underscore podcast. Until next time, we'll see you when we see And we're back. What up, Coach? Glad to have you back. It's good, man. It's good. It's a good conversation. And uh, I'm glad to see that y'all have these talks about, uh, you know, this uh, uh, Sippy Cup that's coming into the uh, future. So, uh, <laughs> this is what talk is the of Ricky Martin sings Sippy Cup of Life in your head. I am. I, I am. I will be. A big campaigner of this going forward. <laughs> I, I, I see some great sponsorships going out of this. You know, Graco, Carter's, you know, all Juicy Juice. Juicy Juice. All, all, you know, parents will be in attendance in abundance, that's for sure. And if any of them want to, you know, sponsor FTC, Chicken Butter, Two Sets, you know, just let us know, man. We can just holler us. Right. We can make it, make it happen. Make it happen. We can throw out a fruit bowl up, whatever. All that. <laughs> I'm just telling you, I'm just looking for my Capri Sun cup coming in the future. I just right. want to say that one big fat Capri Sun. And then can't you imagine like a, a big old Capri Sun being squashed on the coach after they won the game or something? You know what I'm saying? Oh, wow. That, 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 that visual in my head is working. Yeah. Right. Tell me, man. I got ideas for days of the Capri Sun cup. Let's go. Yo, it's right. the go flying across the field. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. But, um,. This past weekend, of course, uh, uh, hopefully you guys had a great MLK weekend. Of course, those of us here on the East Coast, we caught some kind of snow. Did y'all? I mean, y'all, y'all are kind of used to snow. Did y'all get anything this weekend? Snow? No, not not really. I mean, it was like kind of a little bit of light flurries, but it was we didn't get slammed for once. So. Well, of course, you know we that Atlanta slam, which means like. <laughs> Uh, three quarters of an inch. <laughs> yeah, man. it was so funny. Like, actually, so my daughter, she was with her mom this weekend. Her mom, like, they live north of the wall of Atlanta. And they got, like, actual real snow. Like, it was. Yeah, I heard like, 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 up north, like, South Carolina, they actually got, like, a good, a good load um, snow. Then I was, well, I would say down here in Southwest Atlanta, it did not stick. 
It, it looked nice because I, 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 we did finally get some out here in Decatur, like around, I want to say like around like 2 p.m. Sunday afternoon. Like I said, it, it looked great coming down. But yeah, Greg, is, is that, did I see you on that uh, video uh, going to Piedmont Park and listen, going ahead first down the hill? Listen, listen, we got to have a conversation about that because like, I just want to, I just want y'all to know that whoever that was that rolled down the hill on their belly, there wasn't that, like, even like, a Less than a half of an inch of snow. snow. <laughs> it, was just, it was just wet grass. That's all but it was. <laughs> I get it, especially like when you come when when you live down south, you don't get a whole lot of snow like that. You just you just you just be hoping for you know anything more than like uh, a half of an inch of snow. But damn, like don't don't do that to yourself. Nah, I'm good. They gotta be California, man. Because there's nah. been so much snow over the last few years in Atlanta that you be doing that. Well, like back in eighteen, it snowed like three inches. I mean, like it was significant back then. And then, but I mean, I always just had, I still have PTSD from what two thousand fourteen snowpocalypse. Yeah, I still have PTSD about that. So, you know, being in the car for ten hours that day. Oh, that. And then having to here's what's even better. Even was it was right after I had my Achilles surgery, and so I was mm. in walking boot, and so I did eventually have to abandon my car like a mile away from my house. And I ended up having to walk in the snow in my walking boot, Ooh. which, you know, if you've been in a walking boot, your toes are exposed. Like, yes. And so oh, it was God. like the worst feel. And being in the car for 10 hours on 400, <laughs> it's like the worst. And like passing other cars and, you know, you see kids and babies in the vehicles and you're like, yo, that looks like the worst experience ever. And I know they were just peeing on themselves and just going, you know, a all crazy and everything. So it was almost like armor. It was like an apocalypse, like getting off the the ramp where like so many cars have been abandoned. You're weaving in and out of all the abandoned vehicles just to try to get to the road. And so I still like I still got PTSD as you can tell. <laughs> it was crazy. Like seeing like seeing and witnessing that, or like I know like the year before up in DC, the snowpocalypse was when we had like. Like three feet of snow. They actually had like real snow. <laughs> they got that like, Chicago snow. It was like, yeah, like yeah, like we're we're going nowhere. It's another day of work in Chicago. <laughs> um, I don't know if you happen to watch uh, SNL, kind of like, but did y'all watch that uh, that Fresh Prince um reboot trailer? No, I not yet, not yet, not yet. It's actually pretty dope. But like S- uh, Saturday Night Live, they did a. Uh, um, course a parody doing family matters but just picture that picture that in your mind and just Urkel being just straight up uh thug on the side like absolutely nuts and of course that settings up in um modern chicago and everything and yeah it's uh it's it's an absolute trip but um but yeah man um coach we uh I actually just to see you over the weekend, but we were in the same spot um, over the weekend. Um, FTC, you got a chance to link with uh, Two Cents uh, down in Peachtree City for the first HBCU ID camp. Um, tell us, tell us about that. And, um, basically, what were your, what were your thoughts from it? Yeah, so uh, our homeboy uh, Avery Parker, who um, he's been a good 
kind of buddy of mine who it's funny that we never crossed paths into our older adult years, but, um, you know, kind of grew up in the land metro area. And then also he played, uh, soccer at Morehouse back when Morehouse had a program. Um, and, you know, I played at Howard and we never crossed paths because, you know, Howard never played Morehouse in soccer. <laughs> but anyway, um, but we never crossed paths, but then now in our professional lives, we became good friends and everything like that. And, you know, part of what his genesis of doing this project was that, you know, back when we were, you know, in the late nineties, trying to get into soccer at the next level, obviously we, you know, had that affinity for HBCUs, but it was like, you literally had to hunt to make those connections and everything like that. And now that we're at a digital age and social media and just so much access, 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 there's like no excuse for all these HBCU ID, I mean, HBCU programs to not be collectively in one place to look at talent. Um, and so he's been working on this project for the last, I think, year and a half to. And, um, that was kind of the genesis of it. I was like, absolutely, man. Like, I hope that the kids of this next generation can, you know, have it where going to this HBCU ID camp is, you know, a top priority to, you know, get looked at to play at the next level. Um, and so that was kind of like the genesis of it all. Um, and, you know, obviously COVID has been impacting everything. And then also in the spring, even though they're off season for those college coaches, there's so much of a crazy schedule. So coordinating all this is a difficult uh, task for them. Um, but even with that being said, on Martin Luther King weekend, with the irony of that, uh, they were able to pull off the event this weekend. I think there was roughly like 70 to 80 uh, participants, both on the girls and boys side, uh, more on the girls side than the boys, uh, I think. I want to say around like 15 or so, uh, colleges represent, um, from various, uh, divisions and various HBCUs and also, you know, PWIs as well. There's a couple of PWIs, PWIs involved as well, too. Um, but the thing about what's beautiful and Gregor, you can probably test this is like, you know, it, and sometimes I take it for granted with my role and my position that I'm in. Um, you know, everywhere I go, there's obviously there's black kids. Uh, playing in our program on you know various levels and various competitions and everything like that, but to see all these uh, players coming from all over the states, yeah, and them wanting to you know impress these college coaches and them all be of color, it was a beautiful thing. Um, and just that you know I got to talk to some of the players one on one, you know one of the players from Florida, one of the players from California. You know we have folks from California come to this camp as well too. Um, that shows you it was something that, you know, was a big deal. And there was, there was some good talent out there, um, yeah. at all levels. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, for it to be the first, even during these conditions of COVID and weather and schedules and everything like that, it, it was a good start to see that. And, you know, I was there for the first half. I know you were there for the second half time. You were more there for the, I think for the guys, uh, the boys section, but I was there for the girls. Part because we also had seven girls from our Sock and Streaks family, um, you know, also uh, participate in the event as well too. Um, and so that first half of it, it was it was just cool to see them, you know, compete, and then also to get reconnected with some of my coaching buddies. We had our old our old buddy from Alcorn, Kevin, yeah. Kevin Larry. He was there as well. He was yeah. leading he was leading some of the sessions and everything like that, and. You know, they get to chop it up with him on the sideline and everything like that. And he's still looking like Killer Mike. He's a poor man's Killer Mike. 
See him in person, I was like, yeah, he basically just killed Michael with gray hair. That's it. He's killing Michael. He's and have the size of killing Michael. Too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Kevin Lane was, you know, doing work for Alcorn, and, and um, I had my old college teammate Jason Gross. He's the head coach at Trinity up in D.C. Got to reconnect with him, um, and it was just a good vibe out there. And you know, our two cents family was out there doing some, you know, some filming out there as well too. Um, and to see the players kind of get their their player IDs out there and just it was just good vibes. I mean, I, I was truly I was truly proud of what Avery and his team pulled off with this uh this inaugural HBCU ID camp. Yeah, um, I'll, I'll I'll be transparent here. Like going into it, I had questions and doubts as far as just how this would look and appear uh, how I get pulled off. Uh, once I got out there, I was honestly just blown away. Um, especially, you know, for the girls, like I think they, like I said, they probably had at least a good fifth out there. Yeah, they had, I, I want to say there were 40 at least registered going into the day, and then it, it turned out to be more. And, um, and there was COVID testing on site, too, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. It was... All the things were checked by, you know, the, the level of professionalism with the event as well, too. And it was held at MOBA, which I don't know if any of y'all know that, but MOBA is kind of like a you know, private company that's gone into the soccer, or I should say a public company gone into the soccer world, and they got a nice venue down here um, in the South Metro. It's the South of South. It's South of South. <laughs> it's 45 minutes south of where I live in <laughs> Southwest Atlanta. So, um, Peachtree City, and it was funny to say that, like, the irony for me in that journey was the first time I ever got called the N-word on the soccer field was down in Peachtree City, where I was, like, 11, 12 years old or something like that. And um, to be in Peachtree City here during HBCU ID camp, I was like, oh, this is, this was, yeah, oh, yep, yep, yep. So it's a nice little script to, to write on that one. But, yeah, like, seeing what it was and just thinking about what it could be because uh, like like you said like like the boys had like small numbers but i'm like if you get more buy-in from on the boys that as far as you know those players and prospects exploring their options um this could be so so good i know um yeah um someone we had on the show before Lauren hutchinson uh up in, up in Richmond, she uh, had one of her players down at the uh, at the camp, and she's actually making plans to do a camp uh, herself up in, uh, in June now, and wants to link up with us for that. And like, like just being able to have that type of fellowship um, there on site, uh, getting able to meet, meet Kevin, uh, seeing like just the, the the dialogue between the players and the coaches as far as just like just general questions as far as like what how to get your name out there whether it be with those schools that were there or possibly with other schools that may be a better fit for them because you know they might be able to pass their name on to other programs that that um, might be a better fit but um yeah like i, yeah, I, I go ahead i gotta inject on you know, one thing i mean as far as like you know why there's you know more you know, from the girls and compared to the boys. And, you know, we can look at the list. Yeah, I wish we had, like, a list generator already, but there's just more 
HBCU programs with yeah. women's programs yeah. you know, for you know on the on the guy side. And so there's that aspect. So there's a logistics aspect of that. Yeah. Um, like, like, the swag like, has a ton, you know, compared to you know, on the on the boy on the men's side, you know, you have you know the Howards and uh what did we just discover you know, as far as like T S U Fisk or whatever, you know, they they have that guy's program. Um, you know, like I said, Morehouse, they lost their program and a project that we're trying you know, me and Avery have definitely been trying to figure out is how to crack that Morehouse, you know, code, if you will, so again soccer back on that uh campus. Um but so that that definitely lends um possibilities more to the to the women's side as as opposed to the men's side. Um but at the same time it, it was opened up to PWIs as well too. And just yeah, like programs that just wouldn't St. Bonnie pictures that they came through. Yeah, um, yeah, St. Bonnie was out there. Uh Jason he he reps uh, he coaches at Trent, which is in D C and yep. you know for him, obviously he's in the D M V area, but he he has to, you know, go outside of that. You know, DMV is definitely a good, you know, soccer, you know, hotbed yeah. or whatever. Um, but uh, he wanted to be exposed and get some, you know, get those tentacles out there a little bit further. So there's, there's the other thing too is just, you know, for me, I'll see how I'm, I'm, I'm always looking at goalkeepers. It was just good to see like goalkeepers on the women's side too, who were like, oh, they got some potential, like, yes, yeah. You know, I told y'all in the group chat, like, my favorite I saw was a goalkeeper. She was, I think, hands down, one of the better players in the, in the camp. I think she came from Cleveland. It was like, like no, she came from Florida. She came from Duval. Okay. Yeah, yeah, she came from Florida. Um, and so, you know, it, it was good just to see that, you know, to be exposed to, you know, talent from outside of your, you know, your, um, your rent, your spectrum. So, um, it was cool to see that. It was a great experience. And I think it was a great start. And, you know, by all means, we will advertise and market this as much as we can. And Averick said he would hop on the podcast. Yeah, yeah. ASAP to so, himself on, on the pod and continue to get this, this, the word of these camps out there. Cause I, I personally, I think these can happen at least twice a year, especially right now with COVID affecting the ability for so many players to actually play whether with their school or with their uh, local clubs, it's like, yeah, like this might be one of the few times where you're actually out there able to showcase yourself. So it's like, you got to take advantage of that. And like, you know, hopefully I'm not, I'm not even put that in. Like it definitely will become a thing to where uh, players can, can showcase themselves and, um, and get, and get their names out there. I think this, this is, there's nothing negative I can say about this whatsoever at this point. And I'm like, this was actually like really, really great to see. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, well, I do have my, what's up? It was on a bad weekend. That's right. It was weather. I mean, like, it was supposed to be two days, right? change. Yeah. But you know, the weather, of course, all this for a, uh, a half of an inch. Not even. Not even. <laughs> about that one. Don't want but, no short, short. <laughs> but, but you know what? It is what it is. I'm just glad that it happened. And like I said, I, I just look forward to the next one that's out there. But yeah, that much. That much. It is. And like I said, shout out to uh, the UK. Like I said, we um, hope to get you back on uh, after the convention. Uh, of course, the United uh, yeah, like Coaches Division is this weekend up in Kansas City. 
I know before Hercules will be out there, Stacey Wilson will be out there. Um, a lot of people that, that have been on the show before um, will be out there. I know we were trying to do it, do it, but like, yeah, it's just been a whole lot going on. Hopefully, I'm pretty sure that next year we actually will have a presence out there. So that's actually something I'm really looking forward to. Wherever it's at, hopefully, you know, it's somewhere that ain't butt-ass cold. Cause I think Kansas City this time of year, it ain't warm. So, so that's the thing about, like, a lot of coaches are giving me a hard time for not going there this year. And I'm like, y'all, it's Kansas City in January. I'm good, yo. Like, <laughs> <laughs> good. Like, last year, it was supposed to be in Anaheim. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I'll definitely go right in Anaheim. <laughs> but, uh, exactly. Nah, I'm but, but. And, yeah, Kobe's on the rise. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll keep my butt in Southwest Atlanta. Yeah, speaking of Kobe, before we uh, get up here, up to 2%, I just wanted to, so we, like I said, we have our PSAs, and of course, uh, you know, it's, it's unfortunate that COVID has hit one of our favorite players in the game. Alfonso Davies uh, got hit with COVID, and actually, he developed myocarditis, which is like a condition with the heart. Like, yo, know, like, again, if you, if hopefully for you guys that have already been vaxxed, hopefully you get your booster as soon as possible. Um, like uh, I, I saw this morning, uh, Steve May Smith was out. Out, of course, you normally see him on first hit like every single day, but like he's been out for like most of the holidays. It turns out that he caught COVID and we got to the point where he was up in the hospital with New Year's and like you weren't sure how shit was going to go. And it's like even when you are are back, shit can go can go sideways real quick. So protect yourself, protect you know the people around you, and yeah, just. Limit yourself around these unclean people, because yeah, that is it's just a mess out here. But um, oh, that's right. I we got I, I we got stickers, y'all. We got stickers. We got stickers. You know, and yo, why why is it that typically we see uh, racism incidents like on on the pitch and everything or in the stands? Why why do we have an incident in EMLS? Like, yo, I saw that. Mark. I was like, what? Well, but it yeah, also makes sense, though. It makes sense. It, 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 it makes sense. Up. I mean, it's like the comment section on YouTube. I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's, 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 it's like it's like the old meme, but it's like everyone's just like, you, like, you, you don't know, like, verbal shit until you've been in like a Call of Duty lobby or whatever at, at an X amount of age. And exactly. It, my God. Like, so it didn't surprise me. It was still kind of just like, are you kidding me? Like, right. all the food is... Right. I didn't know if I was offended or if I wanted to laugh. You know? I, <laughs> like, how bad were you getting beat? That's, that's what I want to know. I just think, it's just like, for the person who commented, I was like, you, like, you knew you were going to get caught in 4K. That is, that is the way. Like, having the band hammer thrown at you was like, I'm I have, like, I was in the same boat. I was like, did I laugh? Should I be offended? What? Right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's oh, just where's stupid. John Rule to answer these questions? Where's John? <laughs> but, yo, check it. Um, yes, uh, you will be seeing these stickers and more up at 
ftcutd.washingtonpod.com. Actually, I, I Word has some it. stickers, bro. I need some stickers. Word has some it stickers. that uh, the long-awaited ftcutd.com is just around the corner. Just around the corner. Cut no. We on the, hey, we on the internet now? We on the internet? Oh, shit. Hey, because I, I heard on, 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 on good authority, there's a ShadeButterFC.com, too. Yeah, there's a ShadeButterFC. It's not back on that. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> so what are y'all dot edu? Who? Wait, wait, who's no. school's mainframe? Are y'all hey, used to? She's like, you know, I still gotta use my high school account. Wait, no, 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 no. <laughs> wait so can I, if I sign up for like a newsletter, does that mean I get to get student deals on other? <laughs> exactly, exactly. I'm gonna go clown on the website. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot going on. We got, we got she can't even spell on it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> S-H-E-A-D-U-S. You in the maze. You in the maze after the prime. You don't clown me, Tony. But yes, you'll be able to see our faces. The mer- No, we got a leaf tree. Okay. That's a start. But yeah, we, 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 got we only fan, Y'all got OnlyFans on that too. What's up, okay. man? Why are you being like that? Stallion season comes up, Carter. Hey, Stallion season ain't right there yet, though. <laughs> <laughs> so we got Link Tree, we got GoFundMe, we got, you know, a, a cash app on there. We got a cash out. See? Hey. Oh, God. Throw the money. <laughs> you have money guns at the at a Shaper FC Tilly. You got money guns. Oh, Lord. <laughs> I just wait. We got a lot of nice money guns. But, yes, you'll be able to find these stickers. You'll be able to find that, that nice shirt that uh that's, that Sky has on. And also, not that Formiga hoodie, but the, 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 the 07 World Cup. Uh, for Mega Hoodie. Also, you can, you can get her or Marta or um, Didier Drogba. Yes. Uh, Ivory Coast. Like I said, we got we options for you. So, again, make sure you support the cause. It helps us continue to grow our can enterprise. I a, can, can I get a Mindy Hoodie sooner or later? Can I get a Mindy Hoodie? I'm just saying, the best keeper in the world. I'm just saying. Hey, FIFA finally acknowledged the truth. Just saying, can I get a Mindy hoodie? I'm surprised that happened. Hey, you know what? FIFA seems to be FIFA a, got a, like a right black people because they got they got Lewandowski as the best player of the year, and they got Mindy as as a best keeper uh, of the year. Like I don't know like, what what uh, French magazines doing, but yeah, FIFA for, for once in their lives is acting right. So there you go. Hey, don't I, notice, don't expect this to be a regular thing, but you know, they, it happens. They hit the black people quota. <laughs> you know, it's like a running joke. Yeah, even on the yeah it's side, like one every 10 years. Yeah, like, on the yeah. side, they only know Wendy Renard. Yeah. Wow. We don't know no other Negroes. Yeah. But, uh, That's true. That is to, true. Um, shout out to, uh, yeah, Love Dowski, Mindy, and, um, Patelis from, uh, Barcelona for winning, winning, winning women's player of the year. But, um, but yeah, let's uh, hop up here in uh, two up and two down course. For those of y'all who are new to the show, what we do is we, we give shout out to two things that we like that was going on either in the culture or in the game. 
And two things that, yeah, a little, a little bit of uh, suspect going on. So, uh, God, Jesus. Not me. Yeah, uh, you you going first, bro. No. <laughs> I'll be there in a second. All right, so two down. I'll be down first. So, uh, white people misappropriating MLK quotes. That's classic, man. That's just that's par for course. Talk about the what's his name? Old boy from ESPN. Talk about some. Uh, he had the MLK election. The uh, Aaron Ravalli. Yep. Oh uh, wow. No, wait, wait. He had the. Uh, yeah, the he had like the handwritten speech or whatever it was. Yeah, yeah. He talked about he had like a collection. I'm thinking it was hoodies and shit. Like, but he got like a collection of <laughs> And I'm like, okay, white people, y'all take you on another level. Oh, um, but uh, also I do a co- corresponding up. Well, would be Nicole Hannah Jones. She really did a little tweet storm where she yes. was on a uh, MLK speech where she basically used all his quotes, replaced the words with black instead of Negro, and threw all the white people who was trying to prevent her from doing a speech. And so everybody was like, shook. And it's like, yeah, go do your work. Do better, be better. Um, I guess my other down is that school in Athens one. <laughs> <laughs> I went to Georgia Tech. I hate Athens with the passion. Um, it like intensified. There's stories behind it. I'm not going into, but you know, they finally won a championship. So. They gotta be like, y'all got one in nineteen ninety, so they they gonna be talking shit. But I live in LA, so I'm okay. Um, I guess another up uh, is the Cowboys lost. The y'all don't understand. There's so many Cowboy fans in LA. It's There's like Cowboy insane. fans everywhere. Like, no, 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 but it's really really bad in Los Angeles. It's like they all over. They practice in Oxnard. Yeah, like, yeah, they yeah. They telling me how the Falcons suck and we come through. We them boys, they well, they lost. And mind you, every Home team won, except Dallas. It was beautiful. It was glorious. They lost in cowboy fashion, too. And they probably about to lose their defensive coordinator. So that's beautiful. I love it. Suffer. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, to piggyback off of that uh, NFL playoff tip, my down is the fact that the Raiders got hosed again. You know, 20 years ago, we were talking about the tough one. Now we're talking about the lost whistle. Because we played Cincinnati. Uh, Burroughs uh, scrambling out to the sideline. He throws to the end zone. Before the receiver catches it, the ref blows the whistle. Technically, when that happens, the, the play's dead. You got to replay the down. Nah, this went ahead and counted that touchdown. And we end up losing by six. So, hey, every point counts. Because that, that, that could have easily been a one point win. So, but of course, you know, with the Bengals, that's like their first playoff win in like. Almost as long as you, as uh, that that school in Athens when that championship since the icky shuffle man get your coats get your coats 
But, um, you know, I, I can't hear too much because, like, when I very first started watching the NFL, my team actually was the Eagles because, of course, it, it was right there at the Icky Shovel. So, like, yeah, like, that's all I really knew. So, you know, the, the nostalgia part, I didn't hate too much. But, of course, once again, the 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 league dicks the uh, Raiders. And it's supposed to happen 30 pretty soon with, uh, with Brady and Woodson. And I'm like, you know, I can't wait to talk, the, the, for them to talk about that tough little moment. But, you know, that's why Michigan's a basketball player. But um, in my up, um, out in Cutter, there was a moment with uh, Hamas Rodriguez, uh, say the life of Usman Koulibaly from he was having cardiac arrest. Like it was about to be a whole ass moment, and yeah, yeah, she ended up saving his life. Uh, I just wanted to give a shout out to that because yeah, that was the. Uh, just watching the replay of that, like that was just kind of wild. That you don't expect players to be the ones that actually do those life-saving maneuvers, but yeah, I guess on all that time, the Hamas has been sitting on the bench at, at Bayern and Real and everywhere else. Like he actually learned some some quality life skills. So shout out to Hamas for that. Um, tonight on Tuesday, uh, out in Boston. Uh, Willie O'Ree, the first uh, black player in the NHL, had his number retired by the Boston Bruins. Uh, like I said, broke the color barrier up in in the NHL. He played for 21 years for Boston. Most of it with uh, with lost of vision in his right eye. Um, yeah, he like, got the All Fame back in 2018. Of course, you know he's troubling, so um, definitely glad he got that recognition by the Bruins. Um, obviously, since that point, there's more black players in the NHL than ever before. However, there are no black head coaches. Suffice to say, the NFL only has one more than the NHL right now. So clearly, we got, we got some more to do. Like, we got some work to do on that end. But, um, but yeah, just shout to, um, Mr. O'Ree, number 22. Um, do I have anything else? Um, I, I don't want to talk about uh, the telenovela FC right now. Tele United. That's a, that's a whole other story right now. You got to love them from a distance. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just a whole lot going on. You know, they, they got they got some things to work through right now. So it's, it's just a lot right now. But, um, but yeah, I part of the last up is again the HBCU ID camp. I cannot stress how excited I was just from seeing that experience and hope that that's good. It's, it's only gonna go from here, so let's uh, see what Mr. Moore got. Of course, you know, thank you guys. Thank you for coming on this week and um giving us the goods. Yeah. Uh, so honestly, uh, in that, I'll do the up going for that. It's just, uh, thank you guys for having me, for having me on the show. I mean, for me, I've, I've been a fan of the show for a while, for a while and always tried to, in a weird way, selfishly kind of put, like, make myself look good enough to be on. Mm -hmm. Um, so 
I'm glad that I did so- that I did something right. Uh, but no, I'm very appreciative that you guys wanted me on the show. Uh, thank you guys so much for letting me spend some time with you guys. Um, my down, and I'm seeing it. I'm seeing it so much recently. Well, not recently. It happens all the time. But I think now I I feel like I need to be careful when I like go after these people who do it because I am technically employed, but I think at this point, everyone who, uh, like my employers know that I just have no tolerance for it. But um, if you have the audacity to hop in the Chicago Red Stars mentions and say something, or just any team's mentions and say something sexist, borderline racist, or to, or in some cases, to call me out for making a Spider-Man post just because you're bitter and apparently breaking news guys i have to i have to live in queens to be a spider-man fan but if you're if if you're gonna hop in my either the team's mentions or any of my friends mentions or anyone's mentions saying some racist sexist or just out-of-pocket stuff i'm the wrong admin to do that with essentially is, is all i'm going to say i am the wrong one to test I am the wrong one to try that with. So I've just had it and I've seen a lot of it, you know, like with our friend, with like our friend, uh, Kaya, who gets it all the goddamn time and it's bullshit, honestly. So I really don't have really many downs apart from, you know, a minor crap like weather and just people being idiots on, on Twitter. But yeah, no, I'm, my biggest, I have more, honestly, a bit more ups and downs in this case, but no, my biggest. Hey, sometimes it happens that way. Yeah, I'm, I'm okay with it right now. But like, honestly, like, I don't have a whole lot of things to complain about, so I'll take it for once. But, uh, no, I think my biggest up definitely goes to, uh, to you guys, just the entire, uh, two cent crew, honestly. Um, love the work you guys are doing. And again, thank you, uh, thank you guys so much for having me on the show. Um, Sky, your show's next. I <laughs> honestly, I will I, oh, it's coming. I like that you guys are next um but thank you guys so much again that that id camp saw it on saw it online loved it it was it was awesome and if you guys ever do something like that like around here let me know i'll be i'll be there absolutely absolutely wise man take us home <laughs> all right uh, no, i know last what you say it's all is that my grays in there? Is that why? You gonna start giving gifts? Got 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 the spikes going on with the Egypt jersey. So, you know what I'm saying? You like that? <laughs> you like that right now? He said the higher deal something like that. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, um, there's how much that time of the year. Hey, hey, next um, week, girl, start. Anyway, I'm good. I'm get on my list. All right, here we go. Wrote down. Wrote something back. He he go. Uh, downs. Start out with those. I know last year and everything like that, I was trying to stay positive, but at the same time, like, I don't know, I got I gotta be real. So first down, hate to say it, y'all. Freaking sucks that we still uh here in the States gotta deal with like, you know, mass shootings and bombs and stuff like that. So you know, synagogue again, you know, blowing up in, in Texas. Uh you know, all King Weekend too, the irony of all of that. Um that 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 just uh Definitely put a damper on everything as far as like you know, the progress we're making and everything like that. As far as 
it's bullshit. That's all I gotta say. Down. Alright? Now, I'm gonna go from that extreme down. You know, it's depressing type of thing. I'm gonna go to, you know, something a little bit more lighthearted, but, uh, so my daughter's in a basketball league. <clears throat> and, um, you know, I've been coach of basketball and soccer for since the age of 20. So 20 years. There we go. There we go. 20 years. And um, I always uh said I wasn't going to be that parent that uh was going to be, you know, second guessing the league or coaches and stuff like that. whatever. Because I, I know how it is. I've been a coach my whole life and everything like that. Hence the moniker Coach Tony. But I guess it's not really, it's not the coach's fault. It's, I guess it's really the league's fault. Um, no, my daughter, she's only six years old. And she's loving basketball. She loves it. She wants to practice all the time, play. And she knows that, you know, that was like my first love before, before footy, basketball was my main love. Um, she had her third game this past weekend or whatever. And, um, I'm not, I, I guess the stands are just different. I know she's six. But at the same time, when I was playing six, there was at least an out of bounds that you adhered to. Like, literally, out of bounds. <laughs> like, the league has it where there's no out of bounds. We get, we get these kids no limits. No and then, <laughs> here's the thing about it. Like, so my daughter's actually like, she's taking after me. She loves you playing defense. She loves, like, she even plays defense on her own teammates. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's how much she loves defense. Um, she's like stealing the ball off to everybody. Like she's being a little glove junior, just like me. I was glove senior. She's glove junior of the Gary Payton. Um, like if you steal the ball like above from the free throw line extended, you can't do that. They give the ball back to the team, and I'm like, stop handcuffing these kids. Like it's no, it's it's ah, uh, that's unacceptable. <laughs> I can't have that. I can't. Thank have you. That. Yeah, I can't have it. I'd have to be like, absolutely not. I'm going crazy in this. I'm like being held back. I'm just like, oh. And of course, is in another northern suburbs of Atlanta, so I'm like the only black guy in there already. So they looking at me like, oh, oh, watch out. <laughs> Angry black man. I'm the angry black man. Yeah, you like too. You ain't that like though. <laughs> <laughs> but about it, it's like even like the kids are team like, what? I can't steal the ball. Like, who? When was this a part of the game? Who signed up for this? So, um, that's down with me. I guess it's the. Gosh, I don't know. I, I am I crazy? I don't know. Like, no, I had to be like, no, absolutely no. not. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> I was actually completely fooled. So, basically, I'm going to try to get her signed up for Big Hill Recreation Basketball. That's where you go. The Big Hill. Big Trill. That's it, though. Big That's Hill Memory. You know That's how I'm going to play. Big Hill. Yeah, I'm going to get signed up. So, she's playing with LaShawna and Tiandre and Tiana. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> um, so that's my other down. Uh, for, as far as ups, um, I'm going to definitely say it's uh, up to here that, uh, you know, they started, uh, refilming Wakanda Forever. Uh, Letitia Wright, she is back to being healthy. You don't know who that is. It's who played Shuri and Black Panther. Uh, they were on pause for a while because she was, a, she had a serious injury of some sort while filming. Um, and so, uh, it's good to see that she's back up. I, but I think she also 
I, I think she may have been an anti-vaxxer. I don't know. That was the uh, word. You know, uh, yeah, yeah. She started them Disney dollars, though. So. Uh, I know, right? <laughs> Disney bucks. Oh, so, yeah, speaking of which, uh, I got I got caught up with my movies over the weekend. The Turtles, interesting. Uh, Spider Man, wow, wow, yeah. Is that a good wow? I, I hope yes, it's a good wow. Yes, oh, yes, okay. yes. Right. Just make sure. All right, man. I'm trying to, you know, I didn't want to pull cards on you, but no. <sighs> All right. But yeah, it's, it's good to see that Wakanda Forever has resumed filming. Uh, highly, highly anticipated. Um, and then the last, I mean, obviously we covered it, but I can't say enough. It's the HBCU ID camp. Beautiful thing. It was a beautiful experience. Um, it's something that is, uh, set up for legacy type stuff and propelling the next generation. Um, obviously, the reason why we even have this podcast is for that type of event, you know. So um, that was a beautiful thing to see this past weekend. So those are my two ups and two downs. Indeed, man. Yeah, like, like that. I can't really stress enough as far as just existing information. And see it what it could be. You can't do that. Yep. But uh, next week we will have uh, we are going into worker qualifications, so we will have Donald Wan, uh, noted American Outlaw supporter, on the show with uh, with us, um, previewing the uh, big qualifier games um, next week up in uh, up in. Columbus and Minnesota, like, bless their hearts, man, because that's just a whole lot going on there. But um, hopefully, y'all, uh, you guys will join us. And as always, you can catch on social FTC. UTD. UTD. I was on yeah, you. Oh, my God. Jeez. See that maze of education. I swear to God. <laughs> Yo, my progress of you. I swear to God. UTD. I swear to God. That maze of education. Don't do that. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, FTC, FTC, TUT. Why can't I? Now I smell like I went. God damn. Did I get a man? Hey, man. See, y'all went to private school. Yeah. Why you went to? What's that? Podiatrist, podiatrist. Watch your mouth. FTC, watch your mouth. Watch your mouth. On TikTok. Connor. Where can they find the Red Stars? Where can they find you on the socials? Yeah, so Red Stars, uh, just at Chicago Red Stars on pretty much everything. Uh, TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Like, do you have all the all the all, all the Most of them, I like the big ones. I kind of. I monitor LinkedIn. I technically do, but I but one of my coworkers hey, go home. I got LinkedIn. Trying to get y'all, y'all, y'all hiring? <laughs> How much y'all paying? Tiger went deep. Y'all got benefits. Y'all got benefits. Don't get me in trouble. Oh, wait, that's that's where you can find us for me. Uh, Twitter, find me at uh, at Carnivore underscore seven. 
Instagram. I can't remember what the Instagram handle is, but I mentioned it somewhere on, on my Twitter. It's in my link somewhere, so go find it. Uh, but yeah, no, I'm, I pretty much live on Twitter, so that's the easiest way to find me. Yeah, man, keep up the great work, and uh, again, hopefully... All I can hope is that this year is uh, not as much of a mess as last year. So, you know, hopefully the Red Stars get things together. Hopefully get things together. And, of course, I know, sure, I'm sure this week, Shea Butter will be talking about this in some detail. Y'all, y'all play double duty this weekend, right? Thank you. Cliffhanger. Hey, <laughs> but we can be found on the link tree. On the Shea Butter FC. <laughs> they got they got work from their only fans. Don't do that. Why do you like that? <laughs> Get that shake. That shake money going to save up. That's safe up. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, but yes, until next week. Enjoy the games. If you can find it, enjoy AFCON. But for Coach, for Sky, for Connor, for me, Greg, for the whole team, two sets, Shea Butter, Can I Kick It, Sakashiro, Loose Change, did I, did I miss anybody? Kaya. Kaya. Yes. Kaya hit me up. But, um, yeah, we'll see you on next week. Coach is real. Coach is everywhere. Don't don't slide on half inch snow. That's my advice to y'all. Do that. We we'll see y'all soon. And we speaking from experience, ladies and gentlemen. What's it mean? <laughs>